0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov.
1: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our
2: Roman river, lavish lakes and streams, paths full of the wildest life and possibilities. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree.
0: It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: From the Foundation Studio right here on Valexi's Back Bay where the speckled trout and redfish are biting like you can't even imagine right now. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime. The world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Supertalk Mississippi radio network or on Supertalk TV at Seaspire TV. But you might be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It is November the 6th, 2023. I especially want to thank our title sponsor for Supertalk Outdoors, the Foundation for Wildlife Fishery Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. Uh, they are focused on the outdoors and outdoors issues and they are the, the single outdoor foundation that directly supports the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. By the way, um, my, my views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. You can always count on me to say what needs to be said. And I have to tell you, I say it every week, but I'm honored to be here in this position. By the way, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. If you pay attention on social media, you'll, you'll get a feel for people who understand hunting. They really kind of get it. And people who don't understand hunting... Uh, it's a real concern because they 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 take a very surface view toward it, and they immediately say they don't like it. Now, a friend of mine who recently moved to Mississippi from from California, he grew up in New York City. He posted something on Facebook that really got my attention. I want to read to you what he what he posted. Then I want to read my response to him. But he said this. Uh, there is a fellow in Mississippi who's becoming my friend. In fact, I consider him a dear friend. He sent me a pic of his son next to a dead animal celebrating that he shot his first buck. I have a strong dislike of hunting. I don't believe in killing living creatures for sport. It is a deeply held value instilled to in me by my dad. I cannot celebrate this life milestone like it's something like it's an important event. I keep my Californian values to myself down there. He's talking about Mississippi. I mostly am an observer in Mississippi. I don't go around commenting every time my California sensibilities are ruffled. I experience this place on its own terms, not mine. But I honestly am not sure how to respond to this one. I'm thinking just not to say anything, uh, just like I've never got it. Thoughts? I'm genuinely stumped. Unusual for me is I generally feel great confidence in matters of etiquette. And here's my response. And by the way, he's a really good friend of mine. I'm hunting with my son Jordan now ever listened to my outdoor show, time for a long lunch. There's a lot to teach here. It's way more than, you, than you're considering. Hunting is a tradition that is passed down through generations in many families, mine included. And it holds a significant place in our heritage. It's not merely a recreational activity for our families, but rather a way of life deeply rooted in our culture and our history. Hunting enables families to connect with nature, understand the ecosystem, and develop a deep respect for the environment and its inhabitants. The tradition is a way to bond with family members and strengthen relationships. It provides an opportunity for generations to come together, share experiences, and pass down knowledge and skills from one generation to the next. Hunting trips often involve storytelling, teaching valuable life lessons, and a respect for nature, and instilling a sense of safety and responsibility in our kids and our grandkids. Hunting in the Mississippi Delta for me and my family is a way to maintain balance in the ecosystems that we're responsible for. Responsible hunting practices have helped control animal populations, prevent overgrazing, and protect the overall health of the environment. Uh, We prioritize conservation efforts and, and work toward preserving wildlife habitats for future generations. This is huge for my family and those who share the tradition with me. Um, And I went on to talk about how... Uh, it is crucial to recognize that hunting is not about senseless killing or cruelty toward animals. Instead, it's about a, it's about understanding the natural cycle of life, respecting the animals being hunted, and utilizing their resources in a sustainable way. Hunting families often emphasize ethical hunting practices such as fair chase, respecting bag limits, and ensure ensuring human uh, humane kills. Understanding and appreciating this tradition can help respect and empathy toward those who engage in hunting as a way of life, just like your friend who sent you that picture. And, oh, I might add, I have some deer sausage for you. You will love it. <laughs> um, it's the best you have ever eaten. You know, was interesting, when I put this in his, in his feed, he has a lot of friends from New York City and California, and I wondered if I would get hammered. And was really interesting uh, there wasn 't a negative con- t- uh, comment from the group to be honest with you, including my friend who said, "Thank you for the deep and thoughtful uh, response It gives us a lot to think about. Uh, another one came in and talked about sustenance uh, eating and even as far back as the indians and it was a, It was a thoughtful conversation. But it reminded me the importance of we're in this youth season now and bow season for, for deer. I had the opportunity to hunt with my, my dear friend Travis Dunn's son James over the weekend. And it was just awesome sitting on that stand with him and watching as we really enjoyed the camaraderie of families getting together and laughing and telling stories together. These are life lessons. I really do see that. And it also reminds me that we should not fight amongst ourselves. I mean, listen, there's an anti-hunting uh, trend in America. We should hunters should join together when we fight about something like whether we should uh, breed deer and transfer deer and throughout the state, which I don't think we should do. Um, when we fight about issues like that, the non-hunting community looks at us and they think we're crazy. Hunters should stay together. We should support the North American wildlife model that made Mississippi so, so, uh, such, you know, made us the, the capital of the outdoors in America and, uh, and stay together as a group. So uh, it was an interesting conversation and important for us to remember that there is an anti-hunting aspect to America out there. And we always have to work to do our part to help people understand this incredible heritage that we're able to take a part in. Listen, we'll shift gears now. Every every week I talk about safety. I end the show talking about stay safe when you're in the outdoors. I've heard horror stories sitting in this chair of the close calls and in some cases not close calls that have taken place. I've invited my friend Chris. Howard from the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services to join me he's been a regular on this show and my other show the Ricky Matthews show and I always enjoy catching up with Chris Chris how you doing this morning my friend
4: man I'm doing good Ricky thanks for having me on your show it's always awesome to talk about the you know services of the Department of Rehab Services and and what better time to talk than during hunting season so I agree man I agree so you love the outdoors you've been out oh I had not excuse me I had not been yet uh, but you know, you were talking about being a tradition and I just, some of my best times was, you know, when my young, my youngest, he's 26 now, but when he was little and, and he'd sit in the deer stand with me and when he was real little, he would sit there with coloring book and crayons and he'd color until about dusk. And I'd say, all right, son, we need to put those coloring books out. It's time for the deer to come out. But, you know, just having that time with him and, and when he got old enough to shoot a gun, seeing that excitement on his face when, when a deer came out and. Uh, you know, it's just, it's something I wouldn't trade for anything. It's, it's a great, great memory. And, you know, something that, that I totally agree with you. It's a tradition that, that families really grow up on and, and it's, it's a big part of families.
3: Hey Chris, the thing I I said it on the show a bunch of times, but whether we're offshore, my two sons and I are offshore, maybe my family and I are offshore, or whether we're up in the Mississippi Delta, you know, preparing for the season or during the season, the time we spend in the woods together is just incredible. My son, who's a, my my oldest son, who's a lawyer down here on the coast, he and I were hunting together this this past weekend. My my youngest son works in New York City, but he can't wait to get home to go hunting with us. But I I thought about when I was in the When in the woods with Jordan, uh, this weekend. You know, here, here he's an adult now, has his own family, and, and the cherished time that he and I get to spend together, it's unbelievable, man. It's just, it's great. I think about the time, you know, that I spent with James Dunn and having this opportunity to spend, the, you know, laugh with him and spend time with him. I love being in the outdoors with kids, but what we're teaching them is, uh, uh, which is often something I said to my sons, when you're offshore, you know, 100 miles offshore, you don't get usually a second chance. You know, right. if you fall from this boat and hit your head and sink to the bottom in a thousand feet of water, I mean, you do the math on that. Um, when you're, at, when you're hunting, whether it's bow hunting, or going up in a stand or shooting a gun, you don't usually get a second chance. You you gotta put safety and responsibility first. And I've drove this in their heads since they were four and five years old. And and but still what you see, even in families that have done that, Chris, sometimes they take it for granted. They take safety for granted. And all it takes is one time, doesn't
4: it? That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mississippi's such a great state to to have hunting as as long as we do, but Unfortunately, the work we do, we do see a number of instances where, you know, individuals chose to climb a tree without a harness or, you know, climbed up in a stand that was good last year but didn't check it this year. There's just, there's so many things that can happen out there in the woods that, like you said, just one mishap could result in a spinal cord injury or a a head injury and you know unfortunately we see both as as a result of, of hunting accidents
3: when we come back on the other side with chris howard we're going to talk a little bit more about safety putting safety first and we'll hear a little bit about how bad it can get obviously you can lose your life but you can also lose your ability to hunt or enjoy your life for the rest of your life all because of one missed ladder rung believe me it's that simple we'll see you on the other side with chris howard from the mississippi department of rehab services
6: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Fall is here, and Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Save the date. Calloway's Christmas Open Houses will be the first two Sundays in November, with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off. We have a large selection of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw and we offer quantity pricing. Don't forget, Callaway's Christmas open house is first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown Island.
1: This holiday, money should never stand between you and your dream. At
7: Jennikers, there's always a way. I'm Corey Ravenstein.
1: And I'm John Ravenstein. That's why, given the high interest rates, we're bringing back five-year interest-free financing at Jenniker Jewelry Company. That's five years, 60 months interest-free financing for qualified buyers.
6: Buy those gorgeous $10,000
7: diamond stud earrings she's always wanted from Jennikers and pay just $166 Per month. Buy that big, beautiful $15,000 diamond ring and pay
1: just $250 per month. Buy a $5,000 Juneker diamond engagement ring for just $84 per month. Whatever you want at Juniper Jewelry Company, just divide the price by 60 and that's your monthly payment. Shop now for Christmas and save. Because right now, through the end of the month, Get five years, 60 months, interest-free. Juniker Jewelry
2: Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. Limitations apply. See store for full details, guys, today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you, we want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Feel Buick GMC. You drive everything
1: we do. Gallow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: The conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
3: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Chris Howard from the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services with us, and we're talking about hunter safety. Uh, Chris, let me uh, – I think I, I may have mentioned this to you last year, but it, it, but I was mentioning to a group of friends of mine uh, this this past weekend when we were up in the, in the Delta doing a lot of last-minute last, uh, last minute stuff pr- prior to the season starting. Incidentally, right now <clears throat> I would say 90% of our food plights – haven't even germinated it's you know, brown absolutely brown I, uh, I think a lot of people uh, tell the same story we have a couple of places where we used a drill and we got a rain after we did the drill and some of that came up and it's it's holding its own i think because we drill and there's down down below the, the surface i think maybe the morning dew's helping it stay alive got some rain forecasted toward the end of the week and maybe into next week and let's hope that that holds because uh, man it's, it's going to be it's going to be weird starting this the season this year with brown food plots (laughs) very strange strange. but i was telling the story of um i got a note from a guy i'll I'll shorten it up real real quick he shot a buck went into the woods to find it he found it but prior to just before he found it he reloaded his gun yeah. okay and he put his safety on okay but when he saw the buck he took his safety off and then as he got closer he realized the buck is dead but he forgot to put his safety back on. so he puts right. the gun on his shoulder and then he walks a good long ways back to his truck as he's taking his, his gun off of his shoulder he's, he just barely brushes the he uh, the, I mean, the way he describes it literally barely touched the trigger and the gun went off. And it went off into the woods. He was by himself. There was nobody else with him. And it shocked him. This is the guy who'd been around hunting his entire life. And it just shows you how in the moment, and I, I can see how that could happen. In the moment, the excitement of killing the buck. You reload your gun, you forgot to unload, you forgot to put it back on safety, and the gun goes off. hes he, It's just a miracle somebody wasn't standing next to him. Right. But, Chris, unfortunately, you know, whether it's that story or whether it's just getting sloppy going up a ladder or maybe it's a wooden ladder that hasn't been checked properly. I mean, there's a hundred different scenarios. Unfortunately, you hear this all the time of experienced hunters who just dropped their safety guard and suddenly they have a life-changing event.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Preparation is, is so important because, you know, I've even had instances where, you know, wasps, we kill more wasps in the fall, you know, trying to clean these deer stands out and, and just taking the time to, like you said, check the, check the ladders, check the stands, uh, get up there and make sure there's no wasps or squirrel nests or, or anything like that because, you know, these stands, you're climbing 10, 12, 15, maybe 20 feet in the air. And you know a wasp comes out and hits you, or a squirrel jumps out on you, or, or the rails are, are rotted. You know that split second, you could be off that ladder and you know in 20 feet down, just really quick. And unfortunately, you know we see individuals who, who are quadriplegics who you know break their back as a result of that, or or maybe uh, have have a head injury. And you know it's just it's it's sad to to see what can happen. Um, when, when folks don't do those, those precautions. So it's it, like I said, I can't stress enough to, you know, before season starts to, to really check your stands out, get in there, sweep them out, you know, kill the wasps, check all the, the ladder and the rails and, and all that good stuff. Cause again, you're talking about being way up in a tree and it, it just things can happen so quickly. Even the most experienced hunters can, can experience that without doing the, the necessary precautions in my, you know, in my opinion.
3: So, so I got to I got up to the Mississippi Delta last uh, Thursday. It was still cold. You know, it was starting to warm up, but it was still very cool. It'd been super cold in the morning. Had a frost in the morning. And, um, I went to one of the farms and did some work there most of the day. And then when I got done, I had a big, a big, uh, office chair that I wanted to go to the, another farm to put an office chair in a, in uh-huh. a, in a, um, uh, shooting house. So I did. No wash. I looked at it, went in, looked, no wash. I couldn't see anything. So the next day, Jordan and Travis Dunn and I went back to that same stand again. So we were going to check to see if had room for a second chair. And there were wasps all over the place, and mm-hmm. and so Travis was about halfway up the ladder, and then suddenly there were just wasps everywhere. So essentially, they were dormant. Then it warmed back up again, That's right. yeah. and they were they were there again. So you can't assume that there are no wasps, especially when it's cold. But, um, but you can see, man, as soon as they started swirling, his number one reaction was to get down from that ladder. <laughs> yeah. And he, you can understand how quickly something could go to heck. One other point Travis, when he hunted the next morning with his son, I was with one son, he was with the other. He's got twin boys. Um, he said he was up in the, up in the, uh, up, up in the, uh, shooting house getting ready to leave, put his gun on his shoulder, and the door was open. He started to lose his balance. And he, and it hit him. I mean, he caught himself, but he almost fell out of the, fell out the door.
4: Okay. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's another thing we stress: you know, using the ropes. You know, using those tow ropes to lower your gun. And and you know, we carry a backpack. You know, with all of our supplies and, and snacks in it too, because we tend to hang up there a while. But you know, it, it's so important that you know a lot of time, and I've done it before too. And and I try not to, but you know, sometimes you put your gun on your back and your backpack, and you climb up that ladder, but you know we stress the three points of contact you know always making sure you know two arms two legs make sure at least at all times you got at least three of the four um touching that ladder when you're climbing up so you know having a tow rope in my you know in my opinion is is extremely important as well because you know we tend to put a lot of stuff in our backpacks range finders binoculars snacks you know knives whatever and and to tow those as as well as a gun but you know, when you tow that gun, it's kind of like what you mentioned earlier—making sure that gun's unloaded and the safety's on. Because again, it just there are so many things that can happen, and you know, hunting is such a great thing we have in Mississippi. But unfortunately, one wrong move could could really, really change someone's life.
3: People can drop their guard. Um, you know, coming back to unloaded guns, some guys will finish the hunt. They will keep bullets in the gun, but not one in the chamber. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, that's a sloppy practice in and of itself because you got to remember to take that bullet out that you've already chambered. You got to remember to take it out and 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 mm-hmm. you know bury it in the ca- cartridge. Friend of mine, same scenario. Very experienced hunter. Uh, put his gun in the back of his truck. It shifted. It went off and blew a hole oh, in the side of his truck.
4: Golly, that's scary.
3: Experienced hunters now. These are these are guys that are on top of their game usually. But you know, it's 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 usually not the novice hunter that's having the accident. It's it's the inexperienced hunter. I mean excuse me, it's the experienced hunter that has taken something for granted. So what advice do you have to people to to never drop your guard?
4: You know, I, I would say treat every hunt like it's your first hunt. You know, check your backpack, make sure you got all your supplies in there. Um, check the gun, make sure it's unloaded, make sure you've got your tow rope. Um, make sure you've done what you needed to in the, in the early fall on your stands to make sure they're all in, in good working order. Um, and let somebody know where you're hunting. You know, the, the camp I hunt, you know, we pull the, the, uh, washers and have the tree stand number and put it by our name. So everybody knows where you're hunting. But, you know, if you're on, you're on private land, you know, let your, let your significant other, your kids or friend or whoever know where you're going because, you know, I've heard instances of where, you know, people had harnesses on and, and the bottom of the, the climbing stand hit the ground and they were suspended in the air on, you know, on a harness. And, you know, to, to have to let people know where you are, I think, is just as important as, as also making sure you, you've you got your gun unloaded and, you know, your, your stands is, is in good working condition.
3: It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's really unfortunate these things happen. But if we, uh, if we stay focused, we can reduce the number. Hey, let's remind people what the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services is all about.
4: Yeah, I'd be glad to. The uh, Department of Rehab Services, we're a state agency. Uh, we've got uh, offices all around the state, uh, from Corinth all the way down to Gulfport, so over to Natchez and across the Meridian. So we cover the entire state, but uh, we assist individuals with disabilities in a number of programs. So the, the big ones are our vocational programs where we help individuals. Um, with disabilities, prepare for and obtain full-time employment. So, you know, whatever that person needs to, to overcome their, to, to, you know, work through that disability, so to speak, and, and be ready for for a great job. We help with that. Uh, we also help um, what we call special disability programs. We're helping individuals live at home who are basically nursing home eligible, uh, but we can provide personal care attendant services and home modifications uh, to help individuals live at home with their families. You know, as opposed to, to a nursing home. Um, and then we also do the, the spinal cord and head injury trust fund. And that's really where what we're talking about today. That's that's where this program comes from. Um, but trying to educate um, folks around the state on on the possibility of head injuries and, and um, spinal cord injuries. You know, we, we're talking about hunting today, but, you know, you know, you look at concussions in football, um, car accidents, you know, ATV accidents. Um, diving accidents. We see some diving accidents where people are diving in water and and not really knowing how deep it is, or you know, log floats by as as they dive in. So, you know, Mississippi is such a great state where really you could be outside 12 months out of the year if you wanted to, either swimming or hunting, you know, between the months. Uh, but there are so many things that that could happen, unfortunately. And and through our trust fund, we try to educate folks as as well as assist those that that need our help.
3: Chris Howard from uh, the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Thanks for spending some time with me. I appreciate you, my friend.
4: Yes, sir, Rick. I always appreciate being on your show, man. Have a good one.
3: It is good. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to the Small Game Program Coordinator, Rick Hamrick. And I always enjoy catching up with him. We'll see you after this break.
6: Mississippi, do this land
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 82. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 55. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 84. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 59. And for your Wednesday, sunny conditions, high near 83. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in
7: Brandon. Are you considering selling your business? Do you know how much it's worth? Call me, Vince V., your local business broker, 601-421-3344. I have bought, built, and sold companies myself. I want to help you do the same.
8: Call Vince V. at 601-421-3344 to sell your business today. I'm Rankin County District 4 Supervisor
1: Steve Gaines. As a retired federal special agent and president of the Board of Supervisors, I'd like to thank every person in Rankin County for helping make our county the most desirable place in Mississippi to live and Raise a family, We have accomplished so much during this term, but there are many more goals to achieve. I asked for your support four years ago, and you elected me in a landslide. On November the 7th, I'm asking you to hire me again to manage and lead Rankin County.
8: Pay for it. My friend's Steve Gaines. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Those who are truly serious about their health have trusted and counted on Specialty Pharmacy for over 25 years. Their expert recommendations, combined with only the highest quality vitamins and herbal supplements, continuously produce results. Behind Primo's Cafe, off Lakeland Drive in Flowood, Specialty Pharmacy. Feel your best. Greatness doesn't happen overnight.
0: It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment is paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance.
4: Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson Metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000.
1: Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601 345 601-345-8090. Or it's online at Barone'sTreePros.com.
7: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two teenagers have been taken into custody after another teen was shot at a local park in Jackson County on Sunday. 14-year-old Barack Robinson of Ocean Springs is being charged as an adult with aggravated assault after shooting an unidentified 15-year-old in the St. Andrews community. Another 17-year-old is also behind bars after driving Robinson away from the incident. And state health officer Dr. Dan Edney is encouraging those in need of an RSV shot to go to a commercial pharmacy like Walgreens or CVS as private clinics probably won't be offering the new vaccine this year.
4: You know, Winter is coming, so the respiratory illness season is upon us. RSV shots are available and encourage everybody to protect yourself for the winter
7: the magnolia state has seen a recent uptick in rsv cases specifically in those aged five and under i'm jt mitchell why is agriculture so important to the mississippi farm bureau federation
3: well one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture and it's a 7.35 billion dollar industry for our state that's
1: a billion
2: with a b when mississippi farmers thrive we all thrive You
4: can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Mississippi offers some of the best hunting to be found, and it's a huge part of our lives this time of year. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, urging you to hunt safely this season. Many hunters are killed or left with a disability due to the misuse of firearms. Don't be one of them. Remember to treat all firearms as if they're loaded. Be sure of your target, what's in front of it, and what's beyond it. And when you're not using your firearms, make sure they're unloaded. This hunting season, remember to shoot for safety first.
2: Your vote is your voice. Tomorrow, we'll go to the polls to elect the people who will lead our great state. It's important to vote in every election, but this year's election is especially important. The choices we make tomorrow will have a real impact on our lives for years to come. So please, make a plan to vote in the Mississippi general election tomorrow, and don't forget to bring your photo ID.
0: This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk
3: Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors where we're celebrating the capital of the outdoors in America, Mississippi. And uh, from the Foundation Studio right here on Vilexi's Back Bay. I enjoyed that conversation with Chris Howard Uh, He has such an important message about safety, and it's uh, like we say over and over again, it's easy to drop your guard when you're in the outdoors, take it for granted, but don't take it for granted. It could be your life or the life of a loved one that is at risk, so please, please always put safety first. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Rick Hamrick, who is the uh, small game program coordinator, someone who's been on the show several times and I enjoy checking in with.
5: How you doing, Rick? Good, Ricky. Good to be back with you.
3: It's good to see you. Hey, so let's uh, let's remind people what the Small Game Program is all about.
5: Yeah, the Small Game Program with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We um, typically kind of focus on squirrels, rabbits, and quail. It our species of, of focus there, and so we do everything from kind of Looking at um, harvest harvest management, keeping tabs on that uh, best we can. Um, habitat management on our public lands, and also working private landowners as well that that may need some technical guidance with with habitat population management type type things there that's sort of what we're we're doing in small games sort of on a day-to-day basis there
3: hey so rick when you're when you're in the outdoors this time of year do you do you do, do deer hunting as well yourself personally
5: I, I do deer hunt a little bit it's it's um maybe not quite as quite as high up on, on my area of interest but um but i do deer hunt yes so what do you do this time of year uh this time of year uh, i like to go squirrel hunting i' finally gotten gotten a little bit of weather for it there did did just a little bit this past past weekend but um at least got out didn't didn't hunt very hard but um but i did get out and got to enjoy joyous all a of squirrels just um a lot of them seem to be on the ground or they're kind of kind a little skittish there where i was but um, but it was a good good morning out and so uh that's, that's kind of what i enjoyed getting out and doing and also <laughs> maybe looking forward to a little bird
3: hunting later in the year <clears throat> that's cool listen uh you think about the you know quail and s- squirrels and rabbits when you uh when you think about the drought that we've been dealing with what, what kind of impact is that having on the on the small game population
5: uh, yes yeah, um i think it's probably kind of like a lot of things it's uh maybe a little bit of a ripple effect there um and some of this may not actually show up until next year with with some stuff you know as far as kind of influencing things like reproduction um you know the the vegetation quality that we see right now has kind of declined um um, and so some of that may kind of show up next year's lower lower body condition um, some of the reserves kind of going through winter maybe if they're not able to, to kind of build some of that up. You know, that, that can affect them going into the, the breeding season next, next spring and summer. You know, there's kind of some lag effects that way. And so, so some of it may not really be obvious till next year. You know, um, probably, probably one of the first things you'd see with squirrels right now, you know, is just that mass crop, um, you know, from kind of maybe some weird spring weather to, to the drier weather now. You know, some of those places where you might usually have acorns um, may not be there this year, and so, um, and so that that may be the one of the most obvious things you'd see, kind of from a squirrel standpoint, was just just maybe kind of where they are finding them, those finding what those food resources they are are using and what's available to them, and so uh, it, it's potentially going to be kind of kind of tough on some things, maybe you know, going into the winter, but. Um, time will kind of tell uh you know maybe how how hard the winter is cold weather wise um how, how some of those might actually affect them so um you know a lot of seed and kind of vegetation quality um resources may be really affected by this dry weather
3: what's interesting is that uh, on the farms that i have have uh, the opportunity to hunt on and, the the acorn crop seems to be pretty healthy and since there's you know the bottoms don't have water, at least most of them don't have water Um, it's really changed the pattern of the deer you know deer you know are able to get into places they normally don't get into i would i would assume that's also true for rabbits and squirrels that it might actually spread them out some and make hunts a little bit more challenging have you you heard that before
5: it it could yes i mean and in addition to yeah the the maybe not finding them in some places where you would um that that also could could play into a, a role in it yeah if you've got things that are more accessible to, to animals it could could spread them out further not concentrate them as much and so um yeah it's, it's going to be highly variable you know throughout throughout the state probably um you know there's some areas that are still still in pretty good shape but in a lot of other other areas have, have had it pretty pretty hard as far as the mass crops
3: hey Rick isn't it amazing that we're already moving rapidly like a locomotive toward the end of 2023 I mean this this year went by so quick um I know it's been a, it's been a busy year for you guys but when you look back you feel good about the kind of year you, you've had in the small game program
5: uh, looking back yeah it's been pretty good this year um you know there's been some some positive things going um, you know we're still kind of building building on some things there you know we're, we're working with some um some national entities on some some things trying to kind of um scale up some of our our habitat management um delivery especially on private lands there's a lot of, lots of positive things there with some of the grant programs we've been um able to uh, get as far as doing things like prescribed burning you have heard of the fire on the 40 initiative that was really kind of beefed up this year some our private lands programs kind of um taking the reins on there and so um but of course that's going to have positive impacts on, on quail habitat rabbit habitat potentially and so um overall yeah there's there's some, some been some positive things really kind of coming on this year
3: one of the things that we talked about, I think, the last time we were together, is about the about the quail uh, work that you guys have been doing. The survey that you've been doing—did you find people participating? Uh,
5: we we do. Uh, we we did that last year. This particular one that we're kind of talking about right now is um, one of our, our harvest surveys, and it's kind of associated with the research project we're doing. Um, it's kind of focused on five wildlife management areas where we're we're doing some. Kind of population um, counting work uh, associated with the habitat management work they're doing on the WMAs. And we are trying to get um, some quail hunters to just give us some feedback on some of the hunting um, characteristics they've got there on those WMAs. If they go hunt some of those areas, just to kind of let us know maybe, you know, how many they harvest, how many they find. Um, You know, we collect some of that in our daily use permit but some other things as far as getting a little more specific on kind of the effort they spend um number of hunters um number of dogs they're using uh you know various things that kind of give us a little more information on just the kind of the the effort they they expend on hunting and then kind of looking at that with that research project kind of tying some of that back just their their views of their hunt, their their hunt quality, how they perceive the hunt quality, um, you know, kind of tying some of that back to the uh, actual population and habitat things that we're kind of looking at with the the research project as well. Just kind of a, a little side project with that more population oriented work, but. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're trying to kind of get a little more information from hunters and just sort of feedback a little bit on that. Um, and I said we're doing that for five wildlife management areas in the research project, but um, we also have some other options that we're working on, some online types of options if folks want to want to do that. Um, and we'll get some more information about about that coming out pretty soon. We're working up up those um products right now as we speak and so we actually have included some other wildlife management areas in those digital versions there that um if folks would like to just kind of give us some feedback on their their hunt hunt experience and quality there on some of those other areas um you know we've got that as well and so we will only have kind of the paper cards at the five areas that we're sort of looking at with our research project that um but a lot of folks kind of want that digital option anyway and kind of had that interest expressed last year And so we've tried to kind of develop some additional options for folks to kind of do that digitally now um since most people have the ability and and desire to do it kind of on their phone real time there so we may have some other options hopefully coming up here pretty soon that we can get some more information about that so
3: so someone let's just say someone's got a, a larger track of land and uh it's a it's a tract that will accommodate uh, uh coveys of quail and they're, they're walking along and they encounter a covey of quail do you want them to let you know where that is and what they saw talk about that a little actually are we getting to the end of that segment kyle i think we may be getting to the end of this segment um um we got about a minute and 15 seconds left do you want to know about situations like that
5: oh well there there is an option to do that as well um we had the um bobscapes app that we talked about kind of back in the the springtime and so that's another little app there that we can probably get some information on our um website there to to provide that if you would like to do that but um but certainly I don't, I don't mind folks just reaching out um you know my email address is on the our web page and the quail program site there i'm you know if you want to call into the office and have that information relayed i'm, I'm perfectly willing to <laughs> to to have those reports, I mean, it's good to know, you know, kind of where, where folks are finding, finding birds, what they're seeing. Just, you know, a lot of folks get excited about, it. you know, they they see, see see a covey of quail or something. They hadn't, you know, hadn't seen them there in years. And, you know, and people usually send in kind of an excited thing. That's good, that's good to hear. Um, so, so yeah, I don't mind hearing about that.
3: When we get back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Rick Hamrick from the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks Small Game Program. See you after this. Slim,
2: whistling that sweet soul.
6: Land called home I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone just carry on I'll carry
2: on Mississippi. Hi, I'm Thomas Tramwell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all in the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's
8: Family Termite at 601-933-1014 blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters? Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors. 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. The
0: the Annual Squat and Gobble is back. Don't miss this incredible evening to help victims of human trafficking and domestic abuse right here in Central Mississippi. Featuring live music from Dr. Czar's amazing Funk Monster, a live and silent auction, door prizes, dinner, and the prestigious Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest.
8: Don't be a turkey. Hello, this is Philip Gunn, Speaker of the Mississippi House of Representatives. Human trafficking is real and exists right here in Mississippi. You can do your part, however, to stop it by joining us on November the 9th at the Squat and Gobble event at the Jackson Country Club. Come have fun and learn more about what you can do to help stop human trafficking here at home. Get your tickets for
0: just $75 at friendsforacause.net. Event and table sponsorships are also available at friendsforacause.net. The 43rd annual Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest. 6 o'clock Thursday, November 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. Get your tickets now at friendsforacause.net. Do you The new degree of comfort.
2: Do you wish there was a quick and easy way to restore your hair loss without painful injections or needles? If so, then TED Hair Restoration is the perfect solution for you. Ridgeland Medical Clinic's trained professionals offer state-of-the-art technology to restore your hair without the need of any needles or injections. This painless, needle-free hair restoration procedure is quick, efficient, and will have you seeing results in a fraction of the time compared to traditional methods. TED Hair Restoration. Visit our website or call us today for a free consultation at Ridgeland
7: Medical Clinic.
2: Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And, of course, we go the distance for you.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Rick Hamrick, who's the head of the small uh, game program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. And, you know, it's interesting, Rick. I love spending time with Chris Howard, who we had at the beginning of the show because he's from the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Unfortunately, their organization within the state has had um, too much experience with hunters who have had accidents, whether it be spinal cord injuries or, or head injuries. And it's because people drop their guard. You know, you've been with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks for a long time. Safety, no matter what program you're involved in, no matter what you do, safety always is integrated into your message, isn't
5: it? Absolutely. Uh, And it's just no different on our end either. I mean, as far as, you know, you don't think about... You know, climbing trees and that kind of thing, from a small game hunting standpoint. But um, but certainly, there's a lot of things to be mindful of on safety first and foremost. Firearms. You know, anytime you're using firearms, you you've got to have safety. Safety has a first first goal there. And so that's certainly something we preach in a lot of the programs, the the youth hunting uh, things we do. And that's going to be one of the big things we really preach there. But um, but certainly, we you know when you're talking about multiple people and something like small game hunting you know and if you're hunting squirrels with dogs or rabbits um even quail hunting you know that tends to be multiple hunters a lot of times it will be kind of in the same area and so obviously being aware of your your target not shooting things too low um you know you, you've got dogs involved you know that's obviously don't want to injure a dog and so just being mindful of your shooting and um you know wearing that orange you know and your bird hunting rabbit hunting certainly uh it's a good idea squirrel hunting i mean during the deer deer gun season um you know at least while you're walking around it's not a bad idea to wear some orange there um you know it's not required for squirrel hunting but um but it's not a bad idea. Just maybe, maybe as you're moving around, not actively hunting, to just be mindful of some of those safety things. So, Chris, uh,
3: excuse me, Chris. <laughs> Chris was at the beginning of the show, but Rick, you think about duck hunting habitat one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest contributors to duck season in lots of areas across the Mississippi flyways because there's not as much duck habitat as there used to be, and uh, the same thing is true for quail, isn't it? Uh,
5: in a lot of ways, obviously it's a different animal but um, but a kind of similar similar problem um, definitely don 't have the same types of habitat that we did you know twenty thirty fifteen hundred years ago you know it's just progressively changed over the years a lot of that 's been real subtle uh, so a lot of folks maybe don't realize quite you know how much things change over time because it just sort of just gradually happens, you know, that may still be a lot of rural land out there that's, you know, it's not it's not got a um, lot of development built up on it or anything. You know, obviously that's happened in some areas, but a lot of Mississippi still rural, but the way we use land is very different, you know, compared to 50 and 100 years ago. Farming's a very different different thing right now. You know, it's farming's a business. It's uh, to stay, you know, profitable, operational. Um, they, they've adopted technologies that have allowed um Better yield and, and uh, management of farms but um, but that's also affected some of the wildlife benefits you know, quail particularly you know just the way that farmland's used uh, that's not to make any anybody out to be a bad guy again it's just his business <laughs> um the way they're way they're using land but um but even our forest management practices are a little different um uh it's just good you know folks are embracing prescribed fire a little more you know we, we, we've come a long way from kind of the the anti-fire campaigns now folks are kind of distinguishing wildfire from prescribed fire as a management land management tool and so um so that's been a good thing but uh, obviously you know fire is not a part of the landscape that it used to be and so it definitely has had an effect on on habitat as far as quail are concerned especially
3: hey so as you guys are getting ready for uh, 2024 it's amazing that we'll be shifting gears into 2024 um, do you do you continue the programs that you have in 2023, or do you launch new programs? So, how did, what's your planning process look like for the for the new year?
5: Oh, we always kind of take a look at the new year. You know, a lot of things are going to be kind of kind of copy and paste a little bit. You know, a lot of the things we kind of do from year to year. There's just some things that are just always going to just kind of keep going um, it's just you know you don't really stop but um, but we'll have some different things coming up um, we'd like to hopefully try to work with some partners a little bit more on some, some maybe some introductory type activities for for new hunters um you know we'll be having kind of getting back into some workshops with um habitat management i know we've got that kind of planning coming up here pretty soon That we'll be kind of getting back into doing some some workshops that were sort of slowed up back during pandemic times but we'll get kind of back into some of that so that will be kind of a little bit of a, a, a re reboot on this, on some of that there um and uh, got some different different things coming up this year but um, we'll have to work on, but um, but a lot of it's going to be some of the same same things we've been doing, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Rick i really appreciate you spending some time with me this morning or, or this afternoon it's been a's been a pleasure to spend time with you small game program for the department of wildlife Fisheries parks is really important a lot of people this is some people they love it and that's what they do their entire lives some of it's a great introduction to hunting in general and uh, so it's always good to check in with you and as we said at the beginning of the show uh listen this is if there's an underlying thing for this show it is definitely about uh, um, always keep safety first, always keep safety first. Um, have a great week uh, in the outdoors. We will see you next week. God bless you.
7: Mississippi.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.